Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. I am Icky Ichabod, and tonight we're going to be talking about the movie Return to Oz. But before we can do that, we have a... Wait a second here. We need to give you a word from our sponsors. Yes, we'll be doing that in just a sec. Uh, Icky, did you know there was a sequel to The Wizard of Oz? Because I had no idea before Paul clued us in here. I thought, you know, there was just Oz the Great and Powerful myself after Wizard of Oz. And then, um, uh, what is that one? The one about the witch. Uh, Wicked. Oh. That was, was that Wizard of Oz? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about it here in just a little bit. But before we do, I'm going to give a shout out to our friends at the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Now, both places are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia laden restaurant, the Shire. You can see their awesome background in our background video footage going on right now or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Scream 6 rated R, Champions rated PG-13, and 65 rated PG-13. You can see the full listings on their website, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget Tuesday's $5 movies all day long and the $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, check out morefamilytheaters.com. All right, so what's this Wicked movie? I never heard of that one either. Uh, it's about the the origins of the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, yeah. It was I, a I, Broadway play for a while, and then it was a, a the, book. And a, they eventually made it into a movie? or I believe so. I never I never watched it, but I do. Was that like a, another 80s one or earlier? Later? No, it came yeah. out like maybe 15, 16 years ago. Oh, yeah. so were you, like around like 05, 06 or so, huh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Live action? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess before we jump into Re- Return to Oz, uh, Wizard of Oz, the original, uh, that was like 1939? Yeah, it was. I think it was also the first movie to actually be in color, too. Yeah, um, so it, it was my uh, grandma's favorite movie, and just for that reason. So, like, you know, we watched that uh, Babylon movie, and so it was such a big deal when silent movies got, got sound. Well... And when they were in the theater watching The Wizard of Oz when it came out, you got to remember the first, um, what is it, 20 minutes of the movie is still in black and white. And then all of a sudden that wave of color comes through when she lands, and that's like the first time people have seen color on the screen. So it was like a revolutionary movie. It was revolutionary. It was wonderful, too. Um, I l- I'm going to talk about this for a second, but I liked how they did more of the mythology in Return to Oz that, like how the Tin Man was made and stuff like that. Because the the book The Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum or Frank L. Baum, I can't remember which one it is, you know, was very a very dark book. Yeah, I saw, like, there was... I knew it was based on a book, but I didn't realize there was 
a total of uh, several, like seven or eight books released between 1900 and 1910. There's a big line of them. Well, you know, you know where he got the idea for the Yellow Brick Road was uh, he was in the military and there was this yellow road in the base that he was in. And that's basically how he made the Yellow Brick Road or what inspired it. Okay. Did anyone happen to read any of the Wizard of Oz books here? I read the first one about a year ago. Okay. It still holds up or? It, de- it still does hold up. I, um, they have like big bo- or big compendium books of the Wizard of Oz, and I wouldn't mind getting one. But no, well, and you know, uh, so the uh, Wizard of Oz—that's not really weird cinema. Um, so that's why we're talking about this return to Oz. Yeah, return to Oz because yeah. this is a uh, very bizarre. So I, how- I just remembered it because it was so. It, like I watched it when I was a kid, and I was like, it was so weird. That it just, like, scarred me. <laughs> the yeah. Wheelers. The Wheelers were weird. Yeah. I had no idea this movie existed. And I guess it's been out since 1985. And I'm like, wow. You know, I always hear people, I remember seeing Wizard of Oz countless times as a kid on TV. Never once had heard anyone tell me about Return to Oz. And, yeah, it's, I mean, this is readily available. If you have Disney+, Plus. it was streaming on there. That was how I saw it. I know, uh, Icky, I, I managed to find a copy at the library there and hooked you up with that to see it that, that method, too. So well, you know, it has the person who played Vicky Valancourt from The Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And also The Craft. She was kind of her two major roles in. Um, how, how did you find out about this, Paul? Just happened to come across it on TV then? or Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Guess is as good as mine. I probably saw it in yeah, it was right on TV or something back in the eighties. So, what would you say makes this weird uh, compared to the original? Some of the I guess some just early examples that stood out to you. I like oh. all the allegories to mental illness in it. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. You know, so she's back from Oz, and everybody's like, "Okay, you gotta quit pretending like you went to this place called Oz." So we're gonna give you electroshock therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they kind of. Because, yeah, they started her off, and Dorothy can't sleep. It's been, like, a few months after she returned, and, and she's acting all just, you know, she's still referencing Oz and, like, the Tin Man, and her family just thinks she's just uh, not so. And so, yeah, uh, I like how they they reference the newspaper ad as, quote, electronic healing. Yep. <laughs> and, well, you know, ECT used to be pretty barbaric back in the day. Now, did any of you get shades of uh, Exorcist when they tied her down on the bed and they're getting ready to hook her up to that machine for the I can therapy? I see where you're coming from. Because I, 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 that's what I was thinking of when they're getting her and look, they're getting it, all, getting her all prepped up, and all of a sudden getting her all hooked up to the machine. I'm thinking, like, are they going all Exorcist on us here now? Because I thought she was going to get transported to Oz again through some lightning strike with because the, they had a lightning storm going on while she was getting hooked up, and I was getting ready for some pretty graphic stuff about to transpire. I don't know if did any of that cross any of your minds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like when she gets there. Beware of the wheelers. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the uh, the. The effects that they used in this were pretty pretty smart. You know, I mean, the wheelers, they're, it's not like it was special effects. I mean, it's just some guys and, you know, underneath some clothes, they probably got some big crutches with wheels and they're trying to walk around. Or uh, I thought they were like rejects from the Warriors from a few yeah. years earlier, possibly. That's what crossed my mind. I liked, I liked how they portrayed the psychiatrist as the, uh, as the main villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Dr. Worley, uh, played by Nick... Nickel Williamson, and then they also had him in Oz as the Gnome King. So I guess we'll probably get there in a bit. And, yeah. and you know, the, I only realized it when I saw him smoking the pipe all the time. And it's like, where did I see that in this movie before? And it was Doctor, the Doctor. 
No, I guess one interesting thing to point out about this movie, I looked up who, I always like to look up who the director and a couple of the main actors are. Uh, Walter Murch. So this turned out to be the only movie he ever directed. He did direct one TV episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars <laughs> many years later, but this is the only movie he directed. But what is also interesting is he's pretty re- more renowned for his sound and film editing. He had nine Oscar nominations and three Oscar wins. For He won Best Sound for Apocalypse Now and then Best Sound and Best Film Editing for The English Patient. So pretty acclaimed for sound and film editing, but for whatever reason, this was the only movie he ever directed. I so. got to say something about that. Was he Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. So what did you think about when, when Dorothy found her way to Oz here? Like everything is like a dilapidated version of us and the chicken yeah the chicken Bellina. <laughs> see personally i didn't think it had anything to do with the original oz it was just kind of like they took the name and you know kind of the characters but it it was nothing well like the, the original emerald city oz. is like totally destroyed by mommy and yeah and uh you know at the end the emerald city comes back but you know i mean they kind of have the references there when she gets in but she starts off in the 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 desert there, and and then you got the lunch pail tree, and <laughs> well, and she can't touch the touch the thing, otherwise she'll turn to stone. So you kind of got the references there, and you have the Emerald City, but every yeah, everything's in stone, and everything's just all like eerie and dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Queen Lady, you know that she's trying to run from. Mommy, Mommy is that is that her name? I mean, yep. she wears other people's heads. Yeah, in. If that you know, like she's running after her like a headless woman, trying to find another head to wear. Yeah, well, so- that reminds me of uh, Alice in Wonderland when uh, the Red Queen goes off with her head. Yeah. So for, yeah, for those who haven't seen, to elaborate a little bit more on it, like Dorothy gets kind of this uh, mommy kind of lures her into her castle there, and and mom, we're kind of how we're referencing how the gnome king is really the psychi- the doctor, uh, the mommy is really the nurse assistant that's uh the mommy the kind of like the mid-movie boss and she has uh all these this museum of heads of people she's taken care of before and and she wants dorothy to be the next head in her collection and i'm like wow this movie's going some places well you know they, they talk about the heads but the heads talk i think you know if the heads were taken off the bodies that they'd have the the cognitive ability of that body rather than just mommy I don't know. Did you notice too um, when they showed um, all the heads like in her museum that you could just see like ladies in like black clothes with a like a collar for uh, the stand for the head? I don't know if you saw that. Like I was like, well, that's pretty creative, you know, to make it to just make it look like a head. But if you look close enough, you can actually see like there's a lady standing there. Oh yeah, they they actually uh, there's a form of puppetry where they do that, where people will just wear black suits. Mm-hmm. And you know, control the puppets. You know, it's it's it, it's it's just a way to black out the body so that you know it looks like the puppet is more real. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like it, it was pretty obvious. Like if you looked at it in this one, I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was quite the mesmerizing moment. Um, another uh, thing I noticed too was a lot of they used a lot of green screen in this, and it must have been kind of fairly new technology because she had that green halo around her all the time. Oh, yeah. Which I know that... Oh, Mombi? No, just uh, any time that they use the green screen. Yeah. I didn't really notice that at all. I imagine this movie must have been a showpiece for uh, special effects or Return to Oz because it seemed to have a big 
hybrid of practical effects and maybe even some CG effects when they got the Gnome King there involved with how they, they kind of had that final encounter when the Gnome King was growing more and more of a stature and figure there as, as, that, as Dorothy's companions failed their quest. But what, what do you think of, you know, we kind of talked about on Kroll a couple weeks ago how, how the hero assembles his posse throughout the movie. Well, Dorothy assembles her own crew throughout the movie, so you kind of had Jack the Pumpkinhead, TikTok, Toto, of- Belina, what, what, the Moosehead. What do you think about this motley crew? I like I liked TikTok, but I, I wonder how they walked in that suit because the legs were just so bow-legged. It would be like walking, sitting on a chair. I saw. I was looking up the IMDb. There was a few people that played TikTok. One person to voice, another person in the. It was like a little person inside the suit, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was quite the feat. Yeah. So you know, like um, Jack the Pumpkinhead, and then at the end when you uh, finally see uh, uh, Scarecrow, Scarecrow, he's so goofy looking. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm like, what is going on here? Well, you're, you know, Jack Pumpkinhead. I think. That's kind of where uh, Tim Burton got his idea for Skeleton Jack in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I know compared to the original Wizard of Oz where it seemed like all the, you know, for 1939 standards, pretty cutting edge for, you know, the Tin Man and and so forth. But for here, like, yeah, Pumpkinhead and and. Scarecrow looked like maybe they were out of a school play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially Scarecrow. I mean, like the he looked expre- cheesy. Yeah, and the expression on his face was just like what? <laughs> these big eyes and then and then what? What was the deal with the the green moose? Yeah, that green moose head. Yeah, the the beheaded moose. They turned into an impromptu uh, attachment to a couch for a flying machine to get away from Mombi. That was that was some interesting uh, uh, kind of craftsmanship. And then they I was put, waiting like, to leaves. see that if this was directed by Tim Burton. Honestly, no. It was yeah. Walter Murch was the person who directed this. Yeah, his only movie. Yeah, it, you, it, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me uh, though if it was if we were to find out later that Tim Burton had like a little hand to play in it later. Well, on. Tim Burton worked for Disney in the eighties. So, what was he doing for him in the eighties? You recall? Uh, he was working on Fox and the Hound, I believe, and a couple other films. Yeah. So, so, what did you think of this? Final challenge that that the Gnome King set up for Dorothy and her crew that she that she had that her friends had to go one at a time go into the Gnome King's lair to pick uh, the three random objects out of a flooded room of objects to, in order to get out of Oz. That was kind of the unique final quest. Well, the, all the people who were in Oz were turned to green uh, artifacts. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. So she was just trying to find something that was green. But all her other compatriots were failing and were turning into uh, goblets or trinkets. And then so it was just down to Dorothy last. I kind of like that last little bit of suspense where TikTok kind of was able to trick the king into letting Dorothy in to be like, hey, see, what? If I'm just going to pick one, see what happens to me, and, and just we'll see where things go from there. Well, you know what I didn't get? Like behind us on the picture, it shows the Tin Man. The Tin Man is in the movie for like a second. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, the, this Movie poster makes it seem like, yeah, and only he wasn't even alive at that yeah. point. He was just like frozen in a corner. Yeah, and then the the, the face for Dorothy on this movie poster is not it's a fair looking. representation to what the Dorothy is in the movie here. <laughs> it's creepy looking. Yeah, it looks like that like that doll from that new movie, Megan. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. So how do you pronounce pr- pronounce that uh, actress's name? Uh, Feruza Balk is it my I mean, getting I'm that not right? Sure. For the one that. 
was in the we referenced played the water uh, Adam Sandler's girlfriend in the Water Boy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So and yeah, so yeah, that does not look like her in that movie poster in the background. I know we got the uh, the DVD. There's is, is it similar to? I don't know if you want to hold that up for the it's camera. It's the same Icky, thing. Sa- same one for the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's quite quite the. <laughs> that movie poster is freaking me out a little that bit. That Vicky Valancourt is the devil. And that's, Bobby a, that's just a pumpkin for Jack Pumpkinhead. And that's not the pumpkin head in the actual. I wonder if that's just for a play we got it for, maybe like a play poster or something, maybe because that. What do you mean? The pumpkin is that's what he looked like. You know that know. huge pumpkin head. Or maybe it's the suit that's throwing me off a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the suit that looks more like the suit was wrong. So. I, I did look up some on the usual numbers there. I saw on the Rotten Tomatoes. I was kind of curious for how this would fare on Rotten Tomatoes. I could see people either being like, wow, this was not what I was in for. No thanks. Or people like, hey, this was a fresh twist instead of running through the numbers again. So it looks like we got both worlds there. Critics aggregate score 56%, so kind of like half for it, half against it. Audience approval a bit higher, 71%. Box office budget of 11.1 million and box office of 28 million so almost tripled its money back so not too bad so uh what'd you guys think final verdict i liked it personally it's it's probably my favorite uh whimsical fantasy movie that we have done in a long time i don't know i just think it's weird if you you just want something weird to watch that's it is, yeah, it is weird. I actually ended up liking it, though, because as it went along there at first for like probably like the first third of it, I'm like, what's going on? TikTok, this mombi person. Uh, but then as I kind of settled in, got used to the cast and the crew assembling there and, you know, getting that, something about that final challenge just kind of hooked me in. And I was just I was rooting for Dorothy to get get back home. Can I say something really quick? What'd you I get? Didn't, I didn't, you know, like. When they like did the uh, CGI of the Gnome King at the end, some of it was kind of cheesy. Yeah, but for the time, it was probably really advanced. No, yeah, I, I really liked it. I because yeah, thinking back, that's 1985. So the way they got the Gnome King integrated with the wall there, and as he was kind of growing in more and more powerful as as the as I mean, 85. We're talking Atari. Yeah, Atari. First year Nintendo games, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was I thought it was pretty good and the I can see how yeah it looks cheesy now but yeah for the time but yeah no yeah it gets my my recommended thumb, thumbs up there uh, I should have watched the original again before going into it I'm thinking that would have helped but I wouldn't say it's required would you guys no it has nothing to do with the room and they reference it they reference it enough anyways and yeah in there's no munchkins there's no witches there's no monkeys there's you know, oh, I, I gotta bring up something about this. When she's in Mombi's castle, it looks like you're you're, you're gonna see Glenda the, the 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 good witch because there's that that ghost that's always like flying around. Mm-hmm. But you t- it turns out really to be Dorothy. Oh, because wait. Dorothy splits in two at the end of the movie, and basically become you know she can stay in oz but she can also be at home because you remember at the end of the movie she's talking to the the mirror oh yeah the her friend in the mirror that the yeah the way that gets explained is kind of yeah it's a little out there <laughs> but no yeah thumbs oh up. and uh there's a new book series out actually called the dorothy must die series it's like comic or actual books it's actual books Dorothy is it like a series of them, or yeah, okay. it's like five or six. Are, are 
Did you pick up any of those? Are you into them? Or? I haven't read them yet. I want to read them. All right. Well, there you go. So they're keeping the Wizard of Oz brand alive to this very day. All right. Well, we got a few plugs to hit up here. But before we do that, we're going to have a quick word from our friends from Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, uh, some other GFBS shows that were going on earlier this week we recommend checking out. Uh, Earlier today was a GFBS three-year anniversary special. We had on a bunch of past and present hosts and co-hosts and guests from GFBS shows over the last three years. Definitely want to check it out. Don't miss it. Uh, it was a fun time. A lot of donuts and cupcakes were had. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. The GFBS three-year anniversary special also going on. Speaking of movies on the show here, uh, earlier this week we interviewed Daniel Belinsky, who was a producer and writer on the murder mystery film End of the Rope, an upcoming Western movie that takes place in the Great Depression era North Dakota. Make sure to check out that interview from this past Wednesday. Those are just a couple of over a dozen shows we release every week. You can find on gfbestsource.com or just search GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. Icky, what are we going to be talking about next week? All right. Uh, so I found a good, good nostalgic movie show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? And we're going to be doing the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie next week. So... Stay weird, Grand Forks.